Welcome to This Week in the State Line, a conversation with the local people and local topics you care about. I am Steve Summers being joined by Bill Grinnell, the Executive Director of the Literacy Council, and our good friend Debbie Lindley. Good morning, everybody. How are we? Good morning. Morning. Then we must all be doing healthy, which is a great thing these days. I'm glad you joined us today because we are now in a new month and readers are leaders for the Literacy Council is on. Tell us a little bit more about that, Bill. Oh, absolutely. I'm really excited about this program. September is the National Literacy Month, and as a way of celebrating that, we have set up a campaign where we are asking various community leaders across the Winnebago, Boone, and Northeast Ogle counties to join us and read a, um, either a book or a passage from a book of something that was interesting to them in their childhood or something they like to read to kids or something they like as, uh, reading as an adult. And uh, we're asking them to let us record them and share that on our social media. And in the process, uh, help us to spread the word about our organization, what we do, and uh, hopefully help uh, re- uh, recruit a few more volunteers and uh, learners to uh, broaden our organization. So the readers would also bring the book with them that they are thinking of reading to whatever group that they're going to be reading to. Absolutely. For example, uh, I'm a reader myself, and the book that I chose to read was a Hardy Boys book. I'm going to read just a small portion of it that my aunt and I read when I was about eight years old on a couch in a cottage in Wisconsin. And uh, from my memory, that is the first chapter book I ever worked on reading as a kid. And that brings back very fond memories, having sat there with my aunt as she helped me to increase my reading and ability to read. So um, uh, we're asking different people around the community to join us. We've had the mayor of Rockford and the mayor of uh, Belvedere, uh, several different uh, police officers, including the chief the uh, fire department and uh, emergency medical we're planning to put their videos up on 9-11 to honor uh, their service we're also uh, asking different uh, members of the community from uh, different civic service clubs like rotary or kiwanis or uh, other um, organizations like churches synagogues mosques Uh, we're trying to spread it around as to as many different parts of the community as we possibly can because we would like to show that Literacy is important to everyone, and the more literate we make our community, the better our community is for everybody. And as a reader, I'll be doing some of the reading. I do love to read the Webster's Dictionary, but I won't bring that because that may be too boring. So uh, I'll bring the cat in a hat. a good choice. <laughs> uh, a, apple, a fruit from, see, that could be forever. We won't go there. Uh, Debbie Lindley, how are you doing, and what is your connection with the Literacy Council this year? I'm doing great, Steve. Thank you. I am program director here at the council, so I oversee our programs that we have with our adults. We have classes, and we have one-on-one tutoring, and uh, we're in the middle of getting started for the fall classes. It's a little different this year because of COVID, Mm -hmm. um, but we are Looking for students, anyone who is interested in improving their skills, their education skills. We have academic skills classes, and that's for basic education, reading, writing, and math. We also have classes for ESL students. That's English as a second language. So non-native speakers that want to learn English are more than welcome to join us in class. And how do we get a hold of you if we are like have all this free time on our hands now? Now is a good time to learn. 
it is a good time. So they can um, go onto our website. They can call here at the council, go to our Facebook page. Our number here at the council is 815-963-7323. And they can call us here for information or go to our website or our Facebook page, and we have a link to our registration, our online registration for our for our fall classes. So all they have to do is fill that out, and we will get in touch with them. So my question then to either you, Bill, or Debbie, is with the pandemic and people can't be out as much, is there social learning on the Internet? I mean, can we do Zooms? Will we be able to be instructed through virtual Zoom classes? Absolutely. Our fall classes are all going to be virtual, and our instructors are will use Zoom. And also, we have other e-resources that they will use, both for the basic education classes and also for the ESL classes. So we have a lot of different opportunities for them to learn. So we're hoping, even though it won't be our usual face-to-face classes, we still will will be there for them and be able to help them improve their skills. You know, just being a positive person that I am, I'm thinking with the pandemic, you could actually reach more people by doing the Zoom lessons than just one-on-one tutoring, correct? So this could really pay off dividends for the Literacy Council in a positive way. Well, absolutely. That's a good point. And because transportation oftentimes is an issue for the learner to get to a class, this way they are... They just stay in their classes right in their house, so that's a good thing. Yeah, you can reach more people. So, Bill, uh, we do have a couple more minutes here. Do you want to uh, stress that you are looking for more involvement for the Literacy Council here at this point? Absolutely. We're very excited to get some more volunteers to come help us and join us in this uh, journey that we are helping people to become more literate in our communities. Uh, Surprisingly, within our service area, we have almost 50,000 people that – are in an English second language situation, and almost 21,000 people that are at or below a 12th grade literacy level. So we have lots of opportunity, and we need lots of people to help us with that. And, uh, you know, for about two hours a week, you can change the life of an adult somewhere in our community and make life a little bit easier for them, help them have an improved life, and uh, with any good luck, uh, a brighter future by either better employment or just making things a little bit easier for them as they go through their day-to-day life. Uh, We're also looking for more learners to join. So if you know someone that you think is possibly an English second language learner or someone who may have had some situation where they didn't make it all the way through or didn't do it successfully through the public school system, uh, we would love to have you pass the word and ask them to give us a call and we'll do our best to help them and improve their life. So and, that, uh, that number still would be 963-READ, which is 7323, right? 963-7323? That's exactly right. All right. And uh, for those that have a cell phone and would care to help support our organization, if they would care to text the word literacy to 26989, that will send them a link that would allow them to make a donation. And like so many nonprofits across our region, Uh, We need all the help and support that we can get right now because it's going to be a tough year of fundraising. And whether it's a $5 donation or a $5,000 donation, we will happily take any donations to help support our cause. So text the word literacy to what was that number one more time for texting? Sure, 
269-8989. I always learn so much. I love this program because you get connected to the community, and uh, you just wouldn't realize that this is a great opportunity to learn how to read if you don't at this time because of the pandemic. So, Bill, thank you so much for checking in. Bill Grinnell from the uh, Literacy Council, and Debbie Lindley, always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, this week in the State Line rolls on in a moment. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Welcome back to This weekend in State Line. I'm Steve Summers. We are talking Family Peace Center and one of my favorite sports, golf. A big golf outing coming up. We have Sierra Callant from Family Peace Center here and Tom Kress from Associated Bank. How are we all doing today? Awesome. Thanks for having us. Excellent. Tom, you doing well, too? How are you? Good deal. Good to hear it. So, okay, so the second annual golf outing is coming up. It's presented by Associated Bank. So we'll start off first with some of the logistics, because that's what keeps everything rolling. Sierra, tell us some of the uh, logistics of your golf outing. Yeah, so this is our second annual golf outing. It's happening uh, Friday, September 25th. It's going to be an afternoon event. So we'll do lunch and registration at noon. And a shotgun start at 1, and we're at the Mo- or the Montecisi Club. And it's going to be outdoors, of course, with social distancing, correct? Absolutely. And uh, there's a, a meal provided, and lunch is included, too. Yep, lunch is included, and we'll have some hors d'oeuvres after the event, socially distanced, and we will announce our winners and hand out some prizes as well. Okay, is it a scramble? Is it a foursome? You have to you can sign up yourself? Yep, so you can sign up a foursome. Um, if you're an individual golfer and you're interested in just being paired randomly, you can also sign up as an individual. All right, and how do I sign up, and how much does it cost? Absolutely. So you can go to our website. That's rockfordfamilypeacecenter.org backslash golf 2020 and you can register right on our website um, it is 150 dollars per golfer or 600 dollars per foursome but remember this is a friday so you can start your weekend early in the afternoon by playing golf and who doesn't want to do that right that's right all right so tell us a little bit about the family peace center obviously we know how to play golf and the second annual golf outing means you're trying to raise funds to to supplement the Family Peace Center, correct? That's correct, yeah. So the Family Peace Center is really a coordinated effort in the community to serve survivors of domestic and sexual violence. So we coordinate an intake process with anybody who's needing help, and then we learn from them what their needs are and then connect them to a variety of service providers in the community that work with us and get that survivor to the appropriate services so that they can do that all under one roof without having to run all over town. Right, and the Family Peace Center is not that old. It's only been open for about 30-plus days, correct? Yep, that's right. We opened July 20th. And you've had a lot of response already, probably more than you thought you would. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, COVID obviously has created many challenges uh, in the community, and one of which is, is an uptick in domestic violence. 
Um, obviously, a lot more time at home uh, can mean uh, an unsafe environment for survivors. Um, so we've had a lot of phone calls. We've served uh, well over 40 people already. Um, and mo- many of those survivors we're working with, we're working with on you know, three and four occasions as they get the services they need and continue to come back for support. And the Family Peace Center is downtown, right across from the uh, parking ramp down by the Coronado. So uh, what's the phone number to call in case I'm listening and I would like to get in touch with you for help? Yeah, so our phone number is 779-348-7600. Excellent. And Associated Bank, of course, uh, loves to help out the community. Tom Kress, Associated Bank, presenting the second annual golf outing. This is like a no-brainer for you and the company, right? It, Steve, it is. It, you know, we, uh, very early on, we we kind of signed on with the Family Peace Center. We tried to be as supportive as we could to their efforts to get it up and running. Um, you know, it, it part of, at Associated Bank, it's part of our core vision and values to make sure that we're committed to our communities. And, and we see the Family Peace Center as a very good cause. Uh, unfortunately, uh, domestic violence uh, is an issue in our community, so anything that we can do uh, to help the city and the Family Peace Center uh, provide a safe haven for survivors, uh, we're 100% on board with. And since the, the building, the facility, is only 30, 40 days old or so, so, I mean, you're on the ground floor of this, so you've got to be very happy for Associated Bank with this, Tom. We are, Steve. Again, it, you know, we signed on very on, I think, uh, we were contacted early on by uh, Jennifer and Sierra to um, sponsor the breakfast. It was their very first ever event that they did to uh, really get this thing off the ground and start raising some funds. And we signed on immediately and, and have really just um, appreciated our association with everything the Family Peace Center is doing and, and, and will do in the future. So on a lighter note, Tom, are you a good golfer or a divot maker like myself? I'm pretty much a divot maker, Steve. <laughs> Uh, that's why Sierra hasn't asked us to be a part of it. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> uh, because they don't want to repair the course afterwards. But we really do thank the Associated Bank and their involvement for the uh, golf outing. The first annual golf outing, Sierra, that happened prior to the opening, correct? And that was successful? Yeah. Last year we held uh, a golf outing also at Monetisi, and we were nearly full. I think Monetisi told us that we were the uh, biggest event that they had all year. So we are excited to at least match, if not exceed that this year. And the long-range forecast, sunny and 80 on September 25th. Beautiful. I'm just calling it. I have no idea, but that's what I'm hoping for for (laughs) you. (laughs) So, Tom, thank you so much for being a part of it and the involvement of Associated Bank, not only with this project, other community projects, too, because Associated Bank really is in our community. We are, and and, and thank you for that, Steve. I think our colleagues work really hard to give back uh, to the communities that they work in. So uh, we're proud to be part of Rockford and proud to be part of, proud to be part of this initiative. And Sierra, thank you so much. And uh, you still have some opening for golfers, and registration goes until probably tea time, 1 p.m. on the 25th, or is there a deadline? Uh, so a couple days before is perfect, and we are filling up, but we do still have more room for uh, several other foursomes. All right, and again, to sign up for the golf outing, we go to? RockfordFamilyPeaceCenter.org backslash golf 2020 excellent well thank you so much for joining us this morning we appreciate that stay healthy and uh for just in case i'm shooting somewhere else and around a golf course just warning you in advance thank you so much tom thank you so much sierra all right more with rockford mayor tom mcnamara next on this week in the state line it's thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends started off with a pitcher for the table which quickly becomes two there's pool 
And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This weekend, the state line rolls on. Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara joining us again this morning. Hi, Tom. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Steve. How are you? Good, good. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for reading for the Literacy Council on Labor Day. I'm not sure what book you read, but it looked like you were having some fun. I was having a great great time. Uh, actually, a book I read was Drafts Can't Dance, and it's a book I read uh, to my son Malachi and my daughter Olympia at least once a week. So it was uh, definitely fun, and we're fortunate to have the Literacy Council. They do great work in Rockford. I have a scheduled appointment coming up soon. I'm not sure what book I'm going to read yet, so I'll take any and all suggestions. <laughs> Your biggest pressure decision, I'm sure, of the week. It is. Uh, so that's the fun part of the uh, job, I'm sure. You get to experience some of those cool moments. Um, also, another great part of your job is going to be a part of the, uh, I hope you're going to be playing golf for the uh, Family Center coming up here next week. Yeah, really uh, fortunate. So uh, our Family Peace Center is now open. We have uh, now more than 45 clients that we've signed up for the Peace Center and we've helped another three or four dozen individuals get the resources they need by referring them out. So, yes, there is a, a golf play day coming up. I will certainly be participating in it. It's a big fundraiser for the Family Peace Center, and the work that they do is so critical to our community. So I will certainly uh, be supportive of that event. And isn't there a grant coming in as well for disabled women for violence to stop violence from the state, I believe? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, a number of partners, uh, including RAMP, uh, Remedies, uh, the Family Peace Center, and or the Mayor's Office of Domestic Violence and Human Trafficking, won a couple hundred thousand dollars uh, to assist uh, those individuals, those survivors uh, who have a, a disability uh assist them getting the resources they need. So we are very fortunate that we were able to win that grant. I think it was about $500,000, I believe, or something. It was a big grant. It was just, I think it was just a tick under 500000 Which is awesome. That can go a long way. Um, you like the ribbon-cutting ceremonies because we had sweets and eats open up as well in Rockford. Kind of unusual for a business to be opening during a pandemic, but we'll take any business we can. Absolutely. And quite honestly, we've had a number of uh, very small businesses uh, open up. And when I say small, I don't mean uh, to demean them, but uh, those businesses with zero to five employees uh, are opening up and they're, they're really doing well. Uh, our local uh, residents are patronizing these small businesses. And what's interesting, Steve, is as we have discussed so many times now uh, throughout this pandemic and our opportunities to have conversations, uh, the city just announced a program on Monday that got approved at committee and will be finally approved this week uh, at council, a program that will help micro enterprises. And those are micro micro enterprises are businesses that have zero employees up to five. And this new program 
because we're going through this pandemic, we know that these microenterprises are really the fabric of our neighborhoods and the fabric of our community. They are locally owned. They employ local residents. And so we have a new uh, program to help them get through this difficult economic time. And the program uh, can provide up to a $10,000 grant and up to a $15,000 loan. And that loan has 0% interest for four years. And so uh, we want to continue every effort we can to help small businesses in the Rockford area. Which is a wonderful thing. The more businesses, the better, what I say. The uh, City of Rockford Facebook page is a great place to keep track of the COVID update numbers that they post every single day, which is awesome. A question came up to me, and I was like, you know what? That's a great question. I'll ask our mayor when I talk to him. The positivity rate, that is a rolling seven-day average, and it's creeping up a little at a time. Is it the daily average or the rolling average that could shut everything down again if we get too high? So uh, they've changed this at the state maybe a month or so ago, several weeks back, I should say. And so it is a rolling seven-day average that could get us shut down. Okay. Uh, and we are, we just ticked over 6% uh, for the first time in a long period of time. I mean, uh, if you go back, Steve, maybe 14 days or so, we were at about 38 3.9% positivity rate. And we were there for several weeks. And we've seen it slowly tick up. And uh, I will tell you, uh, I wouldn't say I'm nervous, but I'm certainly uh, monitoring that positivity rate very closely because our small businesses can't handle. Number one, we don't want we want to stop the spread for the health factors. Number two, uh, our kids are going back to school. Tuesday started back at Rockford Public Schools, we're probably the largest public school system in the state that is allowing some form of in-person learning, uh, and we want to make sure that that opportunity is still available to citizens and their children. And uh, number three, our businesses would be decimated if we had to roll back. And some of those rollback things, uh, people always want to know that kind of worst case. Uh, And so some of those options, if we had to roll back, uh, would be, you know, cutting hours, making it only carry out, things of that nature, and no more dine-in. And we just limiting the number of people in a retail shop, but we can't roll back. Uh, and this is all within our power. And I know, Steve, we talk about it every time we speak. Uh, but we have a great deal of power in how we progress through this. And that power is with all of us as individual citizens to take on some responsibility and play our role. And that's wear a face covering. That's practice social distancing. Uh, that's washing our hands frequently. That's making sure that if you're doing an event and you can take it outside, you take it outside. We have to play our role as uh, citizens and take that responsibility on for the collective good. When the positivity rate hits, what number is that when, like, uh, bells and whistles are all going off? So you're going to start to see bells and whistles go off right around 8%. So right. we are uh, eerily close. We're 75% of the way to that 8%. And... Uh, it's something we're strongly monitoring, and we may see that even t- tick up even further this uh, week, uh, throughout this week, and into the very beginning of next week because you had Labor Day, and I'm assuming a number of people got together, and maybe not everyone practiced the social distancing and wearing the face covering and washing the hands frequently because they thought they were just around friends and family, but 
even if you're around friends and family, you really have to take all the precautions you can for that, for your health as well as the health of your friends and family. Well, we definitely want to get that number, so we'll keep an eye on that as we go ahead here in the next coming days. Also, we only have a few days left on the 2020 census. Someone came to my door asking about the census, and I'm not sure if that was, like, Legit or not, so I'm asking you for all the citizens about my2020census.gov. You can fill it out online. What about the people going door-to-door? Is that still happening? Yes. So we, uh, you can go to my2020census.gov and complete it. It takes five to six minutes. makes a huge impact on our city uh, by just completing it. Uh, yes, we will have enumerators, or what they're called. They're going out door-to-door in certain areas of our community that may have a low uh, return rate. And we really uh, were thankful that we have them. We have a lot less of them this year. The White House decided and the federal government decided to cut back not only on the time that people have to complete the census, but on the budget that the census has, uh, which is really devastating. And in my opinion, it's pretty foolish. Uh, The census is so critical to every single community across the country that when you cut back the time, you're really hurting those communities from getting to those hard-to-reach individuals. And so you're going to see a lot more events uh, over the next three weeks by the city of Rockford and in partnership with others. Like this weekend, myself and Representative Maurice West will be over at Zamudos. There'll be free Granita. We want to get the message out in certain neighborhoods that you have to complete the census. So we'll have census uh, workers there at that event that can help individuals complete the census. It's, again, critical to our community. All right. So there's your answer. Yes, they do have a few going around in the lower areas, but it's easy just to go to my2020census.gov and do it before September 30th. That's the deadline. So. Absolutely. Uh, anything we missed because it's a short week? I'm not sure what else to cover. Anything you would like to uh, pass along? Yeah, it's a short week that seems uh, incredibly long, right? You try to cram <laughs> in uh, seven days into four days. So, yeah. uh Yes, I, I would let uh, residents know that uh, we are still moving forward with a number of community discussions this evening at District 1 from 5.30 to 8 p.m. There will be a roundtable discussion with aldermen, uh, with uh, specialists in different fields from mental health to policing to community engagement to youth programming, things of that nature, uh, all coming together to meet with citizens and discuss plans that we can have to move forward as a city to build better relationships, not just with citizens and police, but with government and citizens. Uh, We are out and about, as you know, Steve, quite a bit, but we need to continue that engagement so that we can foster strong relationships that ultimately turn to trusting long-term relationships. The other thing I'd tell folks is I feel like there's this myth out there, Steve, that people can't be pro-public safety and pro-reform. Uh, and they feel like those are mutually exclusive. They're not. I think what makes our police department so exceptional is, uh, A, they do a phenomenal job, but, B, they're always, every month, every year, uh, they're reforming their own practices to do better, to serve, uh, to train better, to serve our citizens better. And I think we need to start taking that from the mindset that we all want to be safe. Safe may mean something different to each person, uh, but we all want to be safe and deserve to be safe. And so we're working together. We're all on the same team, and we need to work together to ensure that we're creating the safe, inclusive community where every single person is valued and where every single person 
who calls at home has the opportunity to succeed. So I'm really hopeful that these discussions uh, will foster a renewed sense of collaboration between government and citizens. And, and these virtual roundtables can be seen on the City of Rockford government Facebook page at City of Rockford, correct? So interestingly enough, uh, there's multiple things going on. So you may have just brought two things together. So this evening is an in-person session over at District 1. Uh, I do not believe this session will be streamed online. But you also bring up something we're uh, additionally doing, uh, which is we're having community conversations, which are really many 30-minute town halls several times a week, uh, focusing on different areas of our city government and on uh, city organizations. And we've talked about our mobile integrated health program. We've talked about our opioid uh, our opioid initiatives to help reduce uh, overdoses. We've talked about uh, recruiting and training at the police department and at the fire department. Uh, we're trying to bring to light some of the work that we are already doing and some of the work we're working towards accomplishing as a community. Sounds great. Always a pleasure to talk to you, sir. Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara on This Week in the State Line. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line or subscribe to the podcast at rockfordradio.com. This Week in the State Line is produced by Midwest Family Illinois.